It's time for Wheel Nerds. And here are your hosts, Chuck and Todd. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles. And how cool I am. Hey, Todd. Uh, hey, I, I, I uh, saw you online, so I thought I'd uh, jump on and see what you're... Who's on the phone? What, who is that? Nobody. What, what are you holding? Nothing. Nothing. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. What? Everything's fine. Why does it have my picture on it? I'm not making a show. Is that my hair? No. No, Chuck Puppa, you don't have Chuck's hair, do you? No, I don't. I am really uncomfortable about this. Are you today's guest? I need an adult. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Back. Yep. Everybody. I forgot. To a very special episode of Wheel Nerds on the internet. I forgot how to do the Wheel Nerd show. Mm. What's this thing we're doing again? I get confused. Do I have to give you my credit card number? Yes. Yes, you do. You're not going to tell my wife about this, are you? Certainly not. What are you wearing? <laughs> uh, so, right. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, we've, we've been able to get a show out. Yeah. Had a few <laughs> things going on, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still in California. Uh, Sunny talk- California. Oh, God, it is horrible here. It's miserable. It's like uh, 90 degrees with 70% humidity. I have to take a shower to get over my shower. <laughs> don't like it. Things down here are going okay. We're still making a baby. That hasn't stopped. Every night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll go away. <laughs> if it hasn't yet, it'll go away. Oh, good, thanks. You're, you're a big help. <laughs> real big help. I'm going back to Chuck Puppet. I like him better. Everything will be fine. <laughs> Oh, it's cute. He's got a little tay suit and everything. It's blue. <laughs> the Chuck Puppet is going to the winner of the contest. <laughs> we still need to send out the prizes for that. We haven't forgot. Well, no, let, let, let's rephrase this. We haven't forgot. You have forgot. <laughs> I've been busy. Fair enough. Think we'll let you get away with it this him. time. All right, so our first ad comes from Nihal. Nihal. First bike, wide glide, not Dana Real, 1500cc with new rubber exhaust. <laughs> Dual saddle page in mint, fifteen nine 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 many slashes. In fair shape, something else, but their med miles kept in garage. One owner, my prize joy, but duty bad accident. Can't drive, nothing happened to bike in a nine out ten bout sun and wife a twelve eighty sportster. Are many you drinking? No, no, it's fine. Everything's cool. Tons extra on both you buy these. Risk cave late turgier hell meets on all books. Low med miles. Can I get six twelve K and six nine 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 K for two? But I want to go great home if you want only glide, it's ten five hundred. Wait, no, uh I, you know I, I I don't think this is gonna work, Todd. I'm I'm getting a lot of weird like uh I, I think Skype's not working for us. Uh no. I can't understand you at all. No, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just trying to read the ad here. You but I get some people. Don't want Sportsters 2000 Wise Glide 4800 Extras. Good deal. Uh, I, I what? And I'll sell the other bike to the Soldier Fun Guys. Get back from Iraq for free. Wait, many wh- what other bike? You will get all parts tools coming with if you want my Goid sites. Low fast but great cruiser to people interested. One I asked if I did. Eleven three ninety nine and give bike to vet. Said I would, but he never showed. Many commas. Wait, how many bikes is he selling? So no, they apre finish 100%, but I have pics of the two. The 1200 is set up for Bobber. I see it. Uh, Mifgut. Uh, I need an adult. It goes on like this for some time. Oh, my God. If I had I, choked 
when you see it. You like Oit. It's set up for $280. I can make the pick you see from stock paint and 5K of extras in Barn. That's that com with it. Wait, wait. What's he selling for $300? Fucked if I know. <laughs> Is he selling organs? No, it's no joke. I work for Harlot Indian Victory. You want boy <laughs> trade 326 guns if you like bikes. Quan man, set up with you. <laughs> no. Wait, what? He's selling guns? I think he's trying to trade guns. It's very difficult to, like... I, like, I, I don't get this. This is not good. Form 4 to you, give one to Trops, 9999 firm. P.S. Wait, P.S. You, you, BYU, both I'll drop price bit and I get two fire R's, you save 1K, Seth. You buy the Glizzed, you make 6 to 8K bobber. Mm. Well, I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> buy the Glizzed and make 6 to 8K bobber. I think he's offering sexual favors at this point. I don't know. <laughs> this is possibly the hardest to understand ad we've ever had. You know, at first I thought maybe he was just typing on an iPhone or something, but uh, yeah. I don't think he even has fingers. I think he's just typing this out with his nose. I think you're right. This is horrible. If you want my good sites, Lowe's fast, but great crusher. There's, there's, uh, there's no. I this this goes so far beyond even the likes of it blue that it boggles the mind. <laughs> but you know, you could buy the Glizzard. You make ten, six to eight k bobber. Hey, you buy the Glizzard, Chuck. What is he selling? Buy the Glizzard. What? I, Lizard. Shut up and take my money just to make him go away. <laughs> Maybe that's his tactic. <laughs> Come on. You pay me, I'll never put another ad like this up again. Okay, our next ad is a good one. comes to us from Charlie. It's a very utilitarian, useful, magnetic iPod tank holder for holding your iPod to your tank. It's only $100. It worked. $100? It worked good. What? It magnetic worked. iPad holder for the tank on a motorcycles. Work good. Work good. Both. It worked good. Work good. Good. It's, uh, it's way too awesome to have a good picture. It's very blurry, and as far as I can tell, it's being taken in a kitchen with a sink full of dirty dishes and nasty, like, Smith's bags. He's washing it? I don't think he's washing anything, judging by the look of his sink. Okay, so in the in his ad, he says this is an iPad holder, but I'm going to call BS on that. Because, uh, look at it, that is not big enough to hold an iPad or any tablet. He says it's an iPod in the... He, he's confused, I think. He's confused. <laughs> well, he wants $100 for the thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I, hmm, no, no, that's no, not going to happen. I'm not, I don't, I don't even want to go to his house. Look at his sink. It's disgusting. Here's a hint. If you're taking pictures of your motorcycle gear, maybe a sink full of nasty ass dirty dishes is not the thing to have in the background. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not steam fogging up the lens. That's bacteria. Yeah, <laughs> that's just slime. This house is covered in slime. Uh, okay, what we got next? Ooh, this could be of interest to you. It's uh, V-Strom seats. Oh, goody. You need a new one, right? Uh, no. You could get a Corbin gel seat, like new, and I... a stock seat that's missing their rear mounting bracket. Wait a minute. Um... You know, you probably needed it for the Corbin. Yes, yes, the Corbin <laughs> doesn't ship with it after you pay that much for it. <laughs> Corbin is also a terrible seat for the V-Strom, I should note. Is it? <laughs> it's terrible. I sold mine. Well, you don't you just you don't like the whole hard seat thing, right? I don't mind the hard seat thing at all. The Corbin's just a piece of shit. Cuz I I have a Corbin on uh, two of my bikes and I've liked them okay. They're heavy yeah. as crap. Mhm. That they are. And I had to hammer it to get it to fit onto the uh, Thruxton. Yes, well, that's because Corbin's quality control is not all that it could be, I believe. <laughs> I particularly like the fact, though, that there is the uh, the seat without the bracket on it. He's selling it with the Corbin. Presumably <laughs> in the hope someone will buy the Corbin. You could get that for 50 bucks. 
by itself. <laughs> yeah, I um. Hmm. You could make a, a chair out of it for your house. This to me looks like yet another person who has tried the Corbin and they've tried the Stalker, and they're going to a Russell now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you and Russell. We'll, we'll talk more about seats. I've, I've got some things to say. Do you? What do you have to say about seats, Chuck? It's not like you have a bike or something. Is, is that is that what they call foreshadowing? Yes. <laughs> Shut up, Chuck Poppet. My Bueller's broken. Shut up. Nobody likes you. I don't even like you. Anyone. I like you. Why are there weird stretch marks around its mouth? Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to, Chuck. Oh. So you uh you bought something, didn't you, Chuck? Uh. You weren't supposed to tell anyone about the stripper. I wasn't talking about the stripper or the three dead hookers. Shh. What dead hookers? Exactly. There's no dead hookers here. No, certainly not. Not after you helped me with the. Hi. How you doing? I told you that hooker removal service was worth every penny. Yes, yes. So, hey, I bought a bike. <laughs> About time. <laughs> well, you know, I was off the air for a while and I was bored, so I figured, what the hell. I uh, actually got someone to give me a test ride on a Kawasaki Versus. Cool. And? And I bought it. <laughs> yep. I sort of suspected that after I rode it, and considering it's the only bike I've ever considered replacing the Strom with. I wish I'd gotten a chance to ride a the Wii Strom. But uh, mm. I couldn't get anyone to give me keys to one. Mm. I found a dealer in American Fork, Utah, like a little tiny dealer that all they sell is like a couple bikes and lawnmowers and snow machines. That's weird. Duff Shelley Kawasaki. I got to meet Duff and his two sons that run the shop. Sounds like they're good people. They were very cool people. They let me take it out for a ride and, uh, you know, rode it up that day on a, one of those old receipt pads that, you know, they used to take your order with at diners <laughs> <laughs> did you get fries with it that was that was my bill of sale <laughs> yeah whatever works i guess it's but yours right it's mine 2012 kawasaki versus had uh, like two miles on it when i got it neat yes you were really nervous before about the 650 but clearly you you fell for it yeah so i've taken the thing on an 800 mile trip i brought it's what i rode to california okay i essentially rode it out here in pretty much stock trim mm. i had some old soft luggage that i i used from back when i had the viffer everything else was pretty you know i, I strapped on a 12 volt socket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the inflatable woman you know yeah. the usual things you bring yes 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 because you know the carpool lane mm-hmm. sure yeah, so 800 miles on the stock thing, performance was uh, was great. I, you know, like you said, I was really concerned about stepping down to mm. 650, but after the first wheelie, I felt a lot better. You can hear the air quotes around stepping down, folks. <laughs> Power was always there when I knew it. I never felt like I was falling behind on that bike. And, uh, you know, 800 miles was pretty much all interstate. Brutal. It was pretty brutal, but, uh, you know, it felt good. I never had any problems with any traffic. Other bikes, nothing. They just, that bike, uh, it, you know, you got to row through the gears like mad on that thing compared mm. to the fuel. But I never felt like I was reaching the limit on that bike where I was. Awesome. In fact, I felt uh, kind of like a hooligan on that thing. That thing encourages you to do twisty stuff to its throttle. <laughs> There's something nice about a bike who, whose neck you can wring and it's happy about it. Oh, was it happy? Oh, yeah. That, that, this is a bike I think I might get into trouble with. <laughs> Which is funny because it's half the size of your previous one. It is, and it rides so much different. I mean, the thing about the Buell is you'll, you know, there's nothing that rides like a Buell. The, it encourages hoogling 
being a hooligan on that thing too, but man, the, the verses is just, it's so damn friendly, like a college age babysitter. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, the bike was all maneuverable, eager to tip in, felt agile. You know, I got to California and five feet from the border, I was lane splitting with this bike. <laughs> it does get you in trouble. And, you know, in my defense, that's because I was coming out of Vegas and the traffic was stopped. Ah, <laughs> it was well. 103 degrees. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thanked whatever gods there were that I could lane split at will. And I just, you know, I rode the, that line for a good 50, 60 miles. It was awesome. Felt great. I, ah. I'm sure there were so many angry people at me. Oh man, there goes that guy on the black bike. In my defense, I didn't. I was following another bike. Oh, okay. So he was parting the waves for me, kind of. That's nice of him. Yeah, it was, and that made me feel a lot more com- comfortable about lane splitting because that's the first time I've done it, and it was—it's a pretty weird thing to do. It's an odd sensation. It no is, about it. it. Not that I've ever done it because it's illegal here. Yeah, totally illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never, it's never happened. Really weird when you're doing it for like miles at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether traffic's moving or stopped. <laughs> Hooligan. So, speaking of comfortable, is it comfortable? I mean, I thought it was pretty good that this pegs seemed. The pegs, I would like an inch lower. Yeah. I'm going to apologize right now to uh, Jeff Gilbert, who's uh, he's got a, a versus too. That stock seat is shit. <laughs> that good, huh? Tell us what you really think. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's 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 essentially a. I think what it is is a hard plastic triangle. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That they covered with some vinyl. It's oh. Padding, and after about uh, sixty miles, that padding goes flat. Ah, okay. This thing was a taint splitter. <laughs> Cuts off circulation, does it? Oh God, I could only. You you've ridden with me before. You you know you got a pretty good idea of my riding endurance. Mm-hmm, yeah. I could only do a hundred miles on this thing, and the last ten miles of those hundred, I had to like count out. <laughs> you could stand up on the pegs, I guess. Uh, I could. I, I would. St- I what? And that was including standing up on the pegs. I was standing up on the pegs. I was swimming <laughs> around on the sea. I was shifting my weight. Wait a second. You're telling me the seat hurts so bad that when you're standing up on the pegs, it still hurts your ass? Uh, no. I, I was standing up on the pegs, and it became like uh, Chinese water torture, because I knew sooner or later I was going to sit down. You're going I, to have to sit on that seat, you know. No! I could, like, feel my you know, knees starting to give, and I was sinking down and down. It was like watching that giant crescent blade just coming closer and closer. <laughs> yeah, so it was horrible. I, I could not, I couldn't go any further. 100 miles was my limit. I pulled over every time 100 miles on the dot. <laughs> And I would roll around the ground, curl under a ball, and cry. <laughs> Clearly, they really designed this thing for uh, for longevity. Uh, yeah, I mean the posture is great. I love that upright posture. Mm-hmm. Like I said I, w- I wish the uh, pegs were maybe an inch lower. Handlebars mm-hmm. were fine. Mirrors were okay. They were kind of buzzy. I think the bike is kind of buzzy, in all honesty. The bike is kind of buzzy overall. Not so much that I would pick it up through. I mean, I never really felt buzzy through the bars or through the pegs. Mm-hmm. Mirrors are really the only place I noticed it. The grips were a little narrow for my tastes. The windshield is, uh, gee, just as sigh of worthless. It has a windshield? It has a windshield, and it would make a great heads-up display. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody would make that happen. 
somewhere out there now, a geek is going, yes, Greggy, I can totally do that. Make it happen. I have of course, money. Of course, let's be honest. All the serious geeks ride Stroms. <laughs> Fine. Make it happen. And then transplant the technology over. That's what CalSci does. Good point. Let's see. Reliability, it never broke down. <laughs> even even after 800 miles of chuck which is saying something even after 800 miles of chuck and after i sort of did the i i followed the moto man theory of break-in ride it like you stole it ride it like i stole it for like 20 miles and then change the oil that's what i did gotcha and uh the bike's been great hasn't complained i was getting about 45 46 miles per gallon if i was riding it normal mm-hmm. when i wasn't i was getting about 35 to 40 Gotcha. Little 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 sensitive to the throttle hand, are we? Uh, it will drink up the gas when you get on it. <laughs> it's a sorority, sister. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm uncomfortable. So the 2012 is a little different than the earlier ones. Do you still have the quasi-futuristic beauty panels on the side? Those are still there on the 12, and they're a pain in the ass because they thank God they get in the way of magnets for my tank bag. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, my tank bag has one of those neck lashes, so you know I can strap it up top and then just use the magnets on the rear. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's holding it. But yeah, it still has those. And it turns out my bike is a California model. Oh goody! It has the emissions module. Oh well, you know, some, one of these days uh, the uh, the horrible cat burglar I hear is in my neighborhood. So you know, someday you'll have to bring your bike over, and he might he might you know get after that too. Oh no. Be terrible! Not my precious emissions. <laughs> what will I do without my emissions? <gasps> but yeah, so I rode the thing out here. It was great. I loved it. Cool. I took it in. Roy, I got here. I took it in for its thousand mile service. Didn't mention anything about the break in, <coughs> and uh, came out looking good. Awesome. I've been getting it ready for its return trip back. There's some things I have done. Do tell. Well, the first thing I did was burn the seat. <laughs> yep. Yeah, seems natural. And uh, just, you know, come up with something else. You could try the thing like I did on the Strom for a while, where you, uh, if you hit a sheep, uh, sheep have four legs, and you can put them under the little hooks. You know, I had that Alaska leather sheep pad, mm-hmm. and that uh, I rode that on the way out here. Oh. So that was on the stock seat, um, which is probably what actually kept me from splitting into two. Got you the full 100 miles as opposed to 60. I also did a little trick with the Versus of using some washers to raise the front of the seat. Because the other complaint about the seat, other than the fact that it's a triangle, is that it tips forward. So mm-hmm. it's crushing your nuts at the tank. Oh, ouch. <laughs> so you can uh, you can use some washers and raise the seat height a bit. You can replace those screws up the front to get even more seat height with the washers. I did enough to about make it pretty close to neutral, mm-hmm. so I am still capable of having children. But even with the uh, the seat cover and then and the seat height adjustment, it was still not great. So I was kind of under a time constraint because I was looking at two weeks of leaving. Mm-hmm. So sort of ruled out a lot of the standard seat manufacturers. I found a guy on the Versus forums by the name of Terry Adcox, who mm. modifies stock seats. And essentially, he uh, this design he he, had, he uses came up, uh, was concocted by another Versus writer, and it pretty much does away with the whole pillion seat altogether. Well, no one would date a Versus writer anyway. I know. We're sad and lonely. <laughs> On the other hand, it's a really nice seat now. It's very wide. It's very height neutral. There's a lot of room to move around in. And it sort of vaguely reminds me of a Russell Day seat in appearance. It's It's got mm-hmm. the same kind of pear-shaped bucket. Yep, yep. Without the kind of padding Russell Day uses. Sure. And I've been riding that around, and 100 miles goes by, no problem. Cool. 
you know, you send him your seat, he'll mod it out, or he'll send you a seat, and you send him back your seat as a, you know, for a swap. Good deal. I got some uh, anti-vibration risers mm-hmm. and some highway pegs from a company here in San Diego that makes parts for Versus. Handy dandy. Yeah, a little company called Moto Work. W-E-R-K. These risers are anti-vibration risers. You know, but the, the mirrors seem a little, a little bit uh, better. I, you know, I would have to go back and compare them. And it was by mounting the highway pegs I found out that my bike was a California model and had a, that neat dandy emissions thing right where I needed a highway peg to go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which is weird. You bought it from a person in California. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the weird thing. I guess the the cat burglar is pretty prevalent out here too. Mm, must be. That guy's <laughs> that guy's everywhere. He's fiendish, fiendish. Well, catalytic converters do you know hold precious metals. <laughs> See the problem. <laughs> you know that happened to my neighbor here in San Diego. Mm. He had a jacked up pickup truck, and someone stole his cats right out from under it. Well, you could just like walk under, right? Yeah, you could walk under his and steal his cats. <laughs> It's unfortunate because they actually, you know, they hook up a pipe to do your emissions testing. So, <laughs> so, so the cat burglar could be a problem in California. For yeah, yeah, for for cars, anyways. Uh, other things I've done to it, I I put on a Vista Universal Cruise Control. I know there's the little clampy dudes, right? The little clampy dudes. This is essentially a step up from just slapping a rubber bushing onto between the grip and the your uh, throttle control. Mm-hmm. It's uh, basically the rubber bushing with a switch. Oh, perfect. Um, and the other thing, I last thing I've done is, well, well I've hooked up uh, a new socket. I've gotten some bigger, soft, soft touring bags from uh, Nelson Riggs. They were on sale. I hooked up a like uh, a second 12-volt socket on the handlebars because there's a handy-dandy little uh, empty plug under the fairing on the left side of the Versus. Hmm. You suppose that's supposed to be for, like, heated grips or something? Uh, could be. I, I saw... Somewhere on a forum that it could have been a leftover thing from a European thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is it switched? It depends on how you plug in. It's got four uh, receptacles for spade plugs. If you go one, two of them are positive, one of them is switched. Interesting. They, uh, they're they fused, so it was a handy-dandy place to plug in this other 12-volt. Now you can run all of your little gadgets. Yes! my I, I can watch the long way round while I'm driving. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? <laughs> we're, we're all going to die. <laughs> oh, the other thing I did was remove the windshield. The not windshield? The not windshield. I've taken that off entirely. I mean, it's all constant pressure now. I mean, it's like riding a naked bike, but there's no buffeting whatsoever. Oh, that's good, I guess. And the other thing is it's 90 degrees and 70% humidity here, so airflow is nice. <laughs> mm, mm, yes, I can see what you're getting at. I don't see this as, as a mod that's going to stay for when I when I ride the bike back, but for for right now it's been been pretty fantastic. Cool. Uh, a lot of people do that in the Strom, too, actually, for the same reason. It's counterintuitive. Yeah, counterintuitive that you would remove your windshield to get better airflow, but that's pretty much how it works out. I mean, you'll, you'll trade the buffeting for, you know, the constant sense of someone pulling on your helmet. Mm-hmm. And I just pretend it's a Playboy model hanging on, trying to kiss my neck. Chuck. Lovingly. Chuck. Oh, yeah. Chuck. Just like that. Chuck, you ride a Versus. What? No one rides with Versus riders. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. No one rides with Bill Riders either, so it's nothing new. 
Well, I'm glad you got a new bike, and I'm glad it's working out for you. I can't wait to see it when you get back here. Yeah, the next thing I got to do is I want to put some luggage racks on there. I'm a little concerned about just running the soft bags off the side. Yeah. There's a lot of empty space under the back of the, the Versus. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of worried about the bags swinging and getting sucked into your wheel. Sucked into my wheel. And... As though they were a bunny. Yeah, about that. <laughs> um, it's not just a Buell that's hungry for blood. <laughs> you, some little girl cried herself to sleep last night, didn't I, she? I, I think it might just be me. I went what? went for a ride yesterday, Todd. Mm-hmm. Was, On the murder cycle, there was a there was a squirrel. Mm-hmm. There was and you thought of nothing but murder. <laughs> there was something he saw on the other side of the road that he really wanted to get to. I think it might have been his family. <laughs> Possibly was his little squirrel congregation that he was the squirrel pastor of. Could be it was a squirrel orphanage that was burning down and he was running to save them. Could have been. Could have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have a moment of silence for that squirrel. <laughs> I swear, he came out of nowhere. Have you noticed when you run over squirrels that there's this moment where it's kind of like bumpy and then it gets slippery for a second? Yes. I was doing about 65. I hit one on Monte Cristo in the middle of a turn when we were going the posted limit one time. And, uh, yeah, that was exciting. See, it's not just me. Well, we already knew the Strom was hungry for blood. That thing has eaten more birds in that front fairing than I can count. <laughs> Apparently the Versus needs a little blood, too. Uh, there's a neat road down here, Otai Lakes Road to uh, Highway 94 out the Campo, Chula Vista to Campo. It's not bad. It's got some moments to it. Cool. Uh, traffic can be a little dicey, and once you get out a certain distance, about every fifth car is the Border Patrol. Oh. So, and there's a Border Patrol checkpoint you have to go through. Oh, man. Um, so that means our friend Jorge in Texas, you probably shouldn't come out here. Yeah, don't don't go there. <laughs> Especially on your Harley, because, man, they'll just think it's stolen. They'll take fake Chuck away from you. They'll be like, fake Chuck, you don't have papers. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> they pulled me over. Just remember, the answer is yes, sir, not C. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Oh, seriously, they pulled me over. Well, you know, I mean, the, the people jumping borders are always riding dorky bikes. <laughs> that's how they get across is on dorky late model bikes i think they got they were curious why i was going back and forth so much this one motherfucker came off on a ducati diavel you know and he just came right across the border on it and they couldn't catch him it was crazy what and he went up and he worked in the fields a, without papers on a diavel mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay i could i could did it have like a big bony jesus painted on the tank oh of course with uh, with uh, that that big heart and chain thing, yeah, and a big and a big Virgin Mary on the back window. That's wait, the Diablo has a window. This one did. That's awesome. Oh, I know. I was back in San Diego when I was out for a ride, and the car in front of me started bouncing. <laughs> Time to the music that was coming out of it. Ah, home sweet home. <laughs> and the thing's just going. <laughs> And then he scared the crap out of me because we're going down the uh, the byway there, and uh, traffic's doing about forty five fifty, and this fucker he's bouncing his car right with his hydraulics, and he would cant one end of the ass up in the air and then swerve hard across all three lanes to bounce the cor- that top end off the corner. Oh god, it was scary as fuck because I thought he was going to take me out. <laughs> the first time he didn't, he didn't see me back behind him, so I thought he was going to 
came close to hitting me by maybe about five feet. Oh, Jesus. That was scary. But he did get some good sparks when he uh, ground off the uh, asphalt. Oh, well, that's, that's the real goal, isn't it? That, that's how you get chicks here. Mm. Chicks love sparks. Chicks love sparks. <laughs> it's too bad the Versus doesn't make any sparks. No, but it threw up some blood. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the last word on the Versus is this is a really cool fucking bike. I am so glad I bought this bike. It is a joy to ride. It's there for like everything you want to do, and it's just fun as shit. There for everything you want to do, except get girls. I could. Oh, why do you have to remind me of that? Why? Because why? I have to get you somewhere. I mean, your 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 Buell isn't here to break all the time. I I wish I knew what happened to the Buell. I I haven't heard back from that guy. Well, you know, he's probably dead in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere right now, teenagers are making babies out of wedlock. Did you hear about that guy in Big Cottonwood? No. A guy on a motorcycle went off the side of Big Cottonwood, went down at 100 feet. Wow. The police got there just as he was hiking back up. (laughs) Wow, lucky guy. He was wearing his helmet. (laughs) Good thing, eh? Holy shit! I, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, You go, you know, go fall 100 feet off a mountain on your bike. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think where you fall 100 feet in Big Cottonwood. Could be up top, I guess, near Guardsman. Yeah, That's it, all I can think of. It had to be up top. I'm pretty sure the article said 100 feet. Was it from our excellent local news? Yes, KSL. Yes, who's very good at motorcycles. <laughs> well, yeah, they they made a point to highlight how he was wearing his helmet, and surely that's what saved him. Yes, not crazy luck. Not, cra- feet. not crazy luck. You know, for all I know, he just rode the whole the thing the whole way down and never went over <laughs> just imagine he just comes to a stop at the bottom he's panting like <laughs> oh my god giant stain spreading out on his pants and then he just falls over real slow <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the squirrels come out <laughs> get him so I wonder what happened to the Buell, too. In fact, I wonder if there was some way you could have fixed the Buell. If all of this could have been avoided. Don't no. you? No. There was no way to fix the Buell. Bill K. writes, just to follow up, Lies. if you or your bike's new owner Lies. are curious. Lies. I fixed my problem. That sounded like your problem. Shut up. I replaced the CPS and in the process screwed up my TPS reset. Drink for acronyms. While I was doing it, I distinctly remember thinking I would regret it because I try and never change two things at once. This led to my own rabbit hole. Once I unscrewed up my TPS reset, unfouled all the plug fouling that occurred from the dead CPS and fouled up TPS reset, the bike has run perfectly, better than ever actually, for 300 miles. So he's talking about replacing, replacing his cam position sensor, which is sort of where we were with the Mybule. Mm-hmm. Thinking it might be that, or I, I really think it might have been overheating too, because uh, just the, the whole variable rate of failure with that thing, I don't know. I've done a couple TPS resets with the Buell. The, the TPS reset to the Buell world is the equivalent of uh, two aspirin and calling in the morning. <laughs> What's the symptom you do that for? Oh, it runs like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm glad he got it to work. I don't know. I, you know, maybe that it was that easy with mine as well, and that's why we haven't heard back from him. Could be. I, I th- think he's probably dead in a ditch. Yeah, he's dead in a ditch. The bike's chewing on him. When they find him, there'll be like a bone, a femur sticking out of it. Somebody comes up, you know, it's like the horror movie. They have a little kicker at the end. Somebody walks up and goes, oh, hey, free bike. <laughs> dun, dun. 
And that's when you uh, hear George Thurgood and the Destroyers kick in with Bat to the Bone. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got another letter here from Robert. He writes, nice to see you sticking with this podcasting thing. Sort of. Awkward silence. <laughs> Heard you conversing about tires for the Weistrom, so thought to drop a note mentioning one you did not. And that is the K60 Scout by Hey Now. Hey Now. Hey, yeah. hey, hey now. Hey now. The K60 Scout by Hey Now. Uh, I was skeptical when told of the expected mileage for these, even given the price. Not questioning it now, though, I've ridden on the Death Wings and burned rapidly through a couple of Contis. These scouts are the ticket. After about 7,000 clicks, that's kilometers. That's, that's that made up distance, right? Yeah, it's the one they use in funny countries. French. It's French. Mm. Uh, let's see. Combining a trip to South Dakota for some twisties and a fair bit of off-roading, I see no indication of where. None other than the missing little rubber titties that used to be near the sidewalls. Oh, he's got an inflatable one on his bike too, Chuck. That's a sad story. No one should go without rubber titties. Mm-mm. I've got high hopes to get three times the mileage out of these that I got out of those stones. I'm not familiar with the K60, are you? Nope. There's a variation on it that a lot of people use on the Ural. What, car tire? <laughs> no, it's a K66. They actually make a um, they make a really long-wearing uh, knobby tire, and apparently they make a snow tire version of it. Oh. Mm. Well, that would be pretty cool. Yep. Oh. Yep, you might fall over a little less. I mean, for you. Shut up. We know about you in winter. Shut up. It's bad. Shut up! It's bad, Chuck. You're unsafe. Chuck Puppet, kill him with your magical powers. No, I like him. Why are you under the desk? He promised to give me a new job on the show. Why are you under the desk? Oh. I, I am, I'm going to take this apart opportunity to apologize now to our contest winner who is going to get this puppet. All right. Thomas K. also sent us a letter. He said, guys, I'm not sure what the fuss is all about. Once I was able to get over the fact that you're both mildly retarded as opposed to fully retarded like Steve Natt, who, no matter how desperate I am, I cannot listen to. Who? He, he's the guy who does uh, the motorcyclist radio. Oh, okay. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I came to a place of acceptance and started to enjoy your show. Then hearing about the man-on-man-in-a-man-cave situation, that is your show. I was hooked. By the way, you don't giggle. You cackle like a couple of stone sorority girls. Oh. Best show ever idea. Have a show hosted by your wives, as it would put rest of the rumors that A, they don't really exist. B, they only kind of exist. Format would be like this. One, how they were deceived and trapped, tricked into marrying you. Two, how they were deceived and trapped, tricked into letting you have a bike. Drugs. Three, when did they realize they'd made a serious mistake? Four, now that it's too late, what advice do they have for the spouses of prospective noobs? That's Five, question. what do they really do when you're out ridding? <laughs> ridding what? Ridding the world of squirrels. I think he must mean riding. Take that, rabbit. Stupid animals. <laughs> Fucking Remember, creature. a wheel nerd safety tip. If you can eat it in one sitting, run it over. If you can't, avoid it. <laughs> I'm awfully hungry. So it's mandatory that the wives are fully drunk before they start the show. Continue to drink during the show so they can't sober up, so we can be sure to get the truth. Can I eat a beaver in one sitting? <laughs> I think you can, fatty. Oh yeah. He goes on to say, Now don't waste my time and do the spouse show now. This idea is definitely not stolen. It has never been raced or stunted and has extended polished swing arm custom pipe with too many mods to listen. It will get you chicks other than Joanne. It blew? Best wishes. Okay. <laughs> oh, note, here in Southern California, instead of billies, we have squids. Uh, 
They have two kinds of squids. Mm. Now that it's summer, they're out in force. Typical gear, shorts, t-shirts, hoodie if it's cold, gloves, and flips, flip-flops optional. Helmet mandatory only because we have a helmet law. Typical bike, any beat-the-shit Japanese sport bike with loud pipes and bald tires in the center. <laughs> Often ride in really large groups on Friday, Saturday night. And I'll say, this story checks out. The alternative gear for the belly here is a World War One or World War Two helmet and a club vest on their beat-the-shit Japanese sport bike. It's just bizarre. Trips me out every time I see it here. It's weird because these guys are totally dressed up like they're riding cruisers. They're, I've even seen the guys with you know the sunglasses and the skull bandana across their face mm-hmm. on an R1. That's incredibly bizarre. It's weird. I don't know what to say to it. It's is this just like the evolution of the next generation of? It could be. Yeah, maybe it's the next generation of bikers. I mean, the 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 cruiser people wearing that stuff are getting old. Yeah. Yeah. And. And they have kids, and the kids are like, screw you, Mom and Dad, I'm going to ride red on a sport bike. And put on this vest. It says, sport pirates. It says some kind of pirate. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. If I was them, I'd be wearing, if I was a Billy, which is mm-hmm. odd versus. Go on, yes. And I was going to do, like, a club gear. I think it'd be, like, a hockey jersey. A hockey jersey. A football jersey, you know? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. A black leather vest. Uh, just it doesn't it doesn't belong in a sport bike. I see what you're getting at. Have you considered another option? Being naked? Yes, every day. Uh... In fact, let me turn the camera on. No, no, please don't. <laughs> oh God, what did you learn this week, Chuck? <laughs> I've learned pants are optional, labels <sighs> are mandatory. And I've learned that no versus rider will ever have a girl behind him. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm real Chuck. And I'm Chuck, too. Really. You know Stop what? Stop looking at me. You know what? I like this. We're gonna. That's what we're going to do. We're, the wheel nerds is going to be Chuck and fake Chuck. Fuck Wait a minute. God. This is... Hey, give me... How did you grab the puppet through the internet? Yes! <laughs> the power is mine. Say goodnight, fake Chuck. Good night, Freak Chuck. Close enough. <laughs> Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. So I was in, and so far I've never endorsed any product in my entire life, apart from everything in the Terrorist catalog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to take this chance to encourage my American cousins, and you all are, even the Mexican ones, to buy some wheelnerds.com stuff. I'm going to go online, I'm going to click, click, bang, and get myself a, um, a wheelnerds.com sticker, I'm going to stick it on my top box, and I'll be there uh, for the rest of the time, until my bike is inevitably consumed in flames. <laughs>